Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Heroes of Noise podcast. I am your faithful host, Steve. Hello there. I am your unfaithful host, Dan Ramirez. Nice to meet you. Just kidding. I'm not unfaithful. I'm loyal. I'm here for you. Welcome to episode 13, everybody. How's it going? I'm feeling good, especially after our pregame. Guys, you got to listen to the pregame. The recent pregame just now, it really got deep. Dan started crying. If you want to hear Dan cry, listen to the pregame. You're so stupid. <laughs> it did start getting deep though for a little bit. I was almost oh, I was sure. I was wishing that we had a little more time to do that, but you know, it is what it is and we're not going anywhere. So stick yeah. around. I think you're going to learn a lot about us over the next year. I can't I I really I really hope if you're wondering what we did throughout the week and what weird thoughts we both had, listen to the pregame. <laughs> We, li- we talk about everything from toilet paper to race relations. Yeah, we even talk about doo-doo as well. Gross, G. Gross. Oh, gross. I never we spent 30 minutes like talking about it. Now you I say it's gross? I did no such thing. We did. We actually did. If you <laughs> want, a- I, we actually did. We, we talked about when's a good time to use the restroom around your significant other. If you want to know those sort of things, groundbreaking topics, check out our program. We even, um, you know, give you some suggestions <laughs> on how to improve your bathroom hygiene yes. and the overall uh, experience of a bowel movement. So there's lots to listen to. I'm just telling you right now. And the good news is we went long on the pregame. So if you want some more Heroes of Noise after this, we went long. We went like an hour and some change. So uh, what we do in this wonderful show is we tell you what, a little bit of what we've been watching. We do some film news and sometimes we end it with either a wonderful discussion or a game. And uh, we probably won't have time to have a game today, but Dan does have a game for, he has challenged, he has thrown down the gauntlet and said, Steve, he, this is quote, quote, Steve, I have the best game ever invented by ever any human being known to man. I said, any human being? He said, any human being, this game is going to be groundbreaking, changing the landscape of podcast history. So I'm very eager to hear what you have in store one of these days. So um, I'm pumped. I know our listeners are too. No, that's exactly what I said, except it sounded more like, hey, man, I downloaded a uh, quiz off of BuzzFeed. Would you like to do it at the end of the show? And he was like, dope. That sounds good. So that's what really happened. I don't think that happened at all. (laughs) I don't think that that's how that went down at all, Dan. Now you're trying to downplay it. Don't backtrack now. Don't backtrack If you listen to this man, you will believe that I think that our (laughs) listeners are inferior to me. Yeah, come on now. It's all about the love. It's all I'm about simply, the love. I'm simply saying, but before we get into that, I know Dan has some business to take care of. So um, if you want to get us, uh, I know you like, like contacting us. And so if you want to contact us, you know, I'm going to make up some. Why don't I just make up some emails that they can send it to? Or Dan can give the real ones. It's your call. I think that you should make up one email, but we'll get there in just a second. But yes, for sure. Ooh. I want to hear this. I want to hear this fictitious email. All right, let have. me think about it. Go ahead. It's, think of it like Steve's going to give you a template of what he wants you to send in. Okay. All right. But until then, ooh, that was nice. But until then, let's go ahead and just cue the music. And a one, and a two, and a... What's cracking, everybody? Welcome to the Heroes of Noise. My name is Dan Ramirez, and I've got some information for you. Little contact info. 
If you want to reach the show and give us a little email, write us a nice little note, maybe perhaps start some correspondence, you can reach us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. If you follow Twitter, you can follow us at at heroesofnoise, that's the shows, and you can reach me at Dan Q Public and my buddy Steve over there at S. Say hi, Steve. Hey, yo. I got it when he was drinking. I did that on purpose. And it is at S-E underscore Hudson Music. Uh, Instagram, we have one of those. Not a lot of action going on there, but I promise I'll get on it. Uh, it's at Heroes of Noise Podcast, and our Facebook is Heroes of Noise Podcast. Got to keep it simple. But you can find every single one of the things that I just listed simply by going to one URL, which is www.heroesofnoise.com. Uh, when you're there, feel free to use the links to subscribe to the show. Look around, take a look at our wonderful pictures, maybe look at our archive. Perhaps introduce yourself to another podcast, which we call The Word, The Unofficial Preacher Podcast, which will be coming back soon. And um, what else? Yeah, you can get all of that right there. So once you get to these things, lots of instructions, I know, but it's very simple once you figure it all out. <laughs> Simply just <laughs> after that, you got to turn left. You turn left and you go all the way down. You stop off by the flower stand. You say hello to, to Stanley. That's my that's my brother. And then he'll tell him that Marie sent you and he'll give you a $5 discount. Anyway, sorry. Leave a five-star review of our show on iTunes, please. You can also do the same thing on Stitcher. And uh, But make sure, most important, that you subscribe to the show. It lets people know that we exist out there. And the more subscriptions we get, the more comments we get, the more familiar that we get to the public out there. And that's what we're going for, folks. That's what it's all about. So, Heroes of Noise. Remember that. Heroes of Noise. www.heroesofnoise.com. I'm done. Steve. I hear we have a wonderful, awesome, and amazing email that we got recently. We did get an email, Steve, and it's it's coming from Mick C. Uh, I believe you Mick called it Mick Seasy last week. That's right. But, you know, and aren't you glad you called in? Because now, now you're going to be called Mick Seasy for the rest of your life. But... I think he actually came correct and did something here. And you'll see what I'm talking about at the end. I think that we should call him this. Okay. All right. So let me just give you, it's very short. So um, we asked Mick last week when he called in, it sounded like there's a lot of noise going on there. We figured he was calling from a pub. So he gave us a short little email response. It says, uh, he, now he put this, Steve, don't, don't feel bad, but it says Dan and co. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know what, man? I see Hold on. How, I see you. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, dear Dan and not Steve. That's what it says. I was just oh, kidding. Okay, that's cool. No, I'm, all right, all right. I'm just messing around. Dan and Co. Thus, when recording my first voicemail, I was indeed in my local pub, the Samuel Hall in Sherwood. Shout out to Samuel Hall, a most lively community place. Uh, so, have traveled down to London to visit two of my younger brothers. I shall listen to episode 12 later tonight. Spoke with Johnny earlier, and he was complimentary about episode 12. Thanks to the both of you. Uh, I'm in my brother's pub, which is well cockney, proper, later. And then he, he titles it, or he uh, closes it with The Big MC. I kind of like that, Steve. I kind of like, Jay, the big MC. I the big like MC. MC. Mm-hmm. This here's the jam for all the fellas. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, I think they should start a band right there. Johnny Bucks and the big MC. Come on. Now, here's what I've got to tell you, uh, Mick. C-Z. Oh, he's got another one here, though. Oh, what? Well, I, I, if, I, if I may backtrack, I didn't mean to cut you off, but this is regarding the conversation that you two were having, or at least he was having on the email and you're going to address right now. <laughs> what was that? Like in my brain, I went through the whole thing I'm going to say just now. And I laughed at myself. Well, tell you what, why don't you address that then? Cause you, cause you know, he was talking about Nick bags, right? Yes. All right. Why don't so, you hit that? Mick Seasy, Number one. Okay. I'm not going to feel heart hurt about you calling me co. 
I'm not going to feel bad at all. Why? Because that voice makes me think you'll just show up in the middle of the night with a knife to my neck. So I'm not going to say nothing about that. Now, but what I will say is this. I said something about Jaco Pastorius, the best bass player that have ever walked this or any other planet. And Mick, you sent this back to me. Check out bassist Nick's bag, Nick Bags. He is considered to uh, considered the best at his craft. Never mind Jocko. Ha <laughs> ha, Excelsior, the big MC. Number one, I'm signing, I'm, I'm signing everything off Excelsior from now on. I just hope you know that. I'll be like, hey, uh, make sure that you bring this to my office uh, tomorrow. Excelsior. That just <laughs> makes me seem like I'm waiting in the office with a uh, sword in front of me and a crown. They're going to walk in and be like, well, that makes sense. I'm going to get email. you a scepter. A scepter for good a boot. A scepter. Or the, um, what is that thing called that you took out of the rock? Excalibur? There it is. I'm standing there with Excalibur. <laughs> Don't say Excelsior. Just say Excalibur. Excalibur. But, um, okay, Nick. I, I mean, Mick. Mick, I looked up Nick Beggs, and he's dope. Make no mistake. He is freaking amazing at the base. And I'm... Me learning bass, I see how hard it is. What he's doing is very difficult, and he makes it look very simple. I even like one of their songs. I just literally sang one of his songs before, and Dan said, hey, that's Kajagoogoo. So, it's weird. Yeah, that Nick Bags of Kajagoogoo. Yes. So, in researching, in researching this wonderful, amazing bass player, I looked up who he considers the best bass players. And do you know who he had at number two? Do you know who he had at number two? Drum roll, please. Jocko Pafrican Astorius. Gee, here's the thing. If I'm a singer, Nick, if I'm a singer, and people are like, he's the best singer ever, and I say, no, uh, the best singer ever is Donny Hathaway, you're not going to tell me I'm better than him because I know what I can do and I know what Donny Hathaway can do. And I'll be like, I get it. You think I sound better, but trust me. And the reason is, like Victor, like I said, Victor Wooten, Stan Clark, those guys are crazy. Nick Beggs, crazy at the base. Skill-wise, you may say, skill-wise, can they do things Jocko couldn't? Yes. But before Jocko, there was no one even attempting any. No one attempted Donna Lee on a bass until Jocko. People didn't even think it was a bass. They're like, he's playing a guitar. Because no one thought of doing something that insane. So I appreciate Nick Beggs, but dog. Mick. Big MC. Who was number one? I think it's Chris Squire. Chris Squire. I'm um, unfamiliar with Chris Squire. Who's he? I'm not very, very familiar with him, but I know, I mean, I know that he he's one of the great, but, and it's, and he was making it specific saying he was my most influential. Um, but again, it's a universal thing that come on. It's easily, easily Jocko Pastorius. And I appreciate what you're saying, but I do want this conversation to keep going week to week. Hey, can I jump in on this here? Because yes. I'm not saying they're the best ever, yes. but two honorable mentions that I like. Les Claypool from Primus. What you guys think about Very him? Very good. Very good. The other cat that I'm talking about is uh, from Level 42, 
which is an English band from the 80s. He's still around. I'm trying to remember his name, though, guys. Help me out here. I believe his name. Oh, I think it's Mark King, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure his name is Mark King. But uh, if you don't know who Level 42 is, they go, boom, 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 boom. And then they say, and then what do they say? What's that opening Hell. line? Hell. Hell. Hell came to me. Well, that's a very memorable first <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got. <it. laughs> but he's great. He's great, and um, the only reason, again, the the deeper you get into Jocko, there's a lot of things he brought to the table um, that no one had done before. His he he played like a drummer, but I don't even need to say anymore. You know what? I think we're gonna have to. Me and Mitt, I, I'm gonna have to bring him. Somehow, I'm gonna have to talk to him on on record. We're gonna go back and forth because I love how. Big MC actually knows all these uh, important musical uh, people, all these important, like Nick Beggs, not many people would pull him because they just think Kaja Gugu, but he's a beast. He's a beast. That is a dope pool. That was a That's pretty a good pool. That's a cold pool, but you pulled a Les Claypool. You see what I did there? I did. I'm just still trying to figure out how you did it. <laughs> Big MC. <laughs> Good try, but, and I'm hitting the buzzer. Close, but no cigar. Jocko is still the best player to ever walk this planet. Ever walk this planet and ever will because there's bass before Jocko and there's bass post Jocko. Anyway, that's all. So, um, all I'm trying to tell you, Big MC mm -hmm. and also Johnny Bucks is prime your Skype. Because it's coming. I'm telling you. I'm not messing around with you guys. I don't know if you caught the pre-show, but it's coming. I've got yes. some details. I'm going to work out with you guys over email, yes. but it's coming. All right? all right? So I'm just letting you know. Prime your Skype. Thank you very much for writing in. And folks, if you want to do the same thing, I will repeat it one more time. Hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com and go. you can go to www.heroesofnoise.com. And just so you know, a little sneak preview, we may be changing the email to a more official .com one coming up soon. All right. Sorry. Yeah. And, and make sure you address it to uh, Dan and Co. So, you know, that's a perfect. I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. I'm your host, Co. <laughs> hey, and I'm Dan. <laughs> Poor Mick, man. He's just trying to write in. <laughs> I love Mick. I love Mick. Mick CZ. I love Big MC. Big MC. Um, Dan, you have a rant to go on. And I'm worried that you're going to, I'm worried that you might go over the top with this because you were kind of looking forward to it, which, made it, which probably made it a little bit more heartbreaking. Yeah. You. Do I want to start with the negative and go, and now I, I know that it's I've said in the past. You might go over the top. Okay. Why not? I'll go there first. So <laughs> oh, in no. the past folks, very recently, I have stated that uh -huh. I, you know, I don't really want to comment on things that like. You know, if I see a movie and, I, and I'm kind of not feeling it, you know, I'm not going to bash this movie. But I, I, I'm going to have to switch up my game plan, <laughs> folks, because, oh, Lord, I don't know if you were following Twitter this morning, but I had a real bad experience. So let me just let me just tell you a quick little story before we get to this. OK, because I want you guys to see that I put effort into this. So yesterday I had a very <laughs> grueling day. I worked until midnight last night and uh, we had some some power failures and equipment changes and the whole thing. It made my day very my evening very rough. Uh, so when I got home, hmm. I had intentions. First of all, I had intentions of going to the gym right after work, but I was so tired, Steve, so tired from the day. I decided I'm just going to come home and I'm going to try to watch because 
I'll tell you right now, we don't have as many things to talk about on this one that we normally do as far as movies go. But I said, you know what? For that reason, I'm going to go home and try one more out. Something that I saw when I was when I was looking through the, the Netflix. And I decided, you know, I'm going to try this out. So what I decided to watch, and I, th- I think I texted you last night for proof. Because uh, you, you are... You did. You were like, hey. You're a bit of a night owl. You were like... Yes, you were like, hey, I'm watching this for the next 90... If you have 90 minutes or so, I'm watching this particular movie. Yes, that's what I said. And I had already read the reviews, and I was like, oh, no. So I hit you at... Yeah, about one. one. Let's just say one o'clock, okay? Yes. I figured I'm going to go ahead and put this in. So I really tried to watch this, and I I was watching this. What I'm referring to is a movie called The Open House that came out on on Netflix just the other day. Um, Uh So I figured I'm going to give it the old college try, man. I'm going to try to watch this movie. And I will say that from what I saw of it, I was into it. It wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't a bad movie. I'm watching this, and you know, but then I found myself starting to nod off. Getting there, I'm like, I got to make it through it, and I ended up just falling asleep and waking up and going, okay, damn it, I can't do this. I can't halfway it because I want to talk about it. So I went to sleep. Woke up early specifically to watch this damn movie, okay? And uh, so I did. I finished the movie. So now I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I think about this movie, man. What a fucking garbage fire this movie (laughs) turned out to be. (laughs) Dude, all right. Let's talk about this for just a second here. I'm going to give you the synopsis here. Okay. the Open House. A teenager played by Dylan Minetti. I believe it's Minetti, and you might know him from 13 Reasons Why. He was the kid that always, he was the main yes. kid. He's the one that always looks confused. He always yes. kind of has a, what, 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 what? It's going to look on his face. On the DVD yeah. cover. On the cover yeah. on Netflix. He now. always looks confused. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Anyway, uh, says, uh, a teenager and his mother, played by Piercy Dalton, find themselves besieged by threatening forces when they move into a new house. So that right there says, you know, that sounds like something I could watch. Sounds pretty interesting. I like I like those kind of movies, you know. Maybe it was going to be like The Strangers. Was it going to be a supernatural thing? I didn't know. So I'm watching it. And again, I, I felt like it was a, a pretty decent movie from what I saw of it until I started, uh, until I finished it. I can tell you that my complete opinion changed of this movie within 10 minutes. I was at, I was, if I had to judge this movie without the last 10 minutes involved, I think I would have said, I'd give it like a C. You know, it was good. It was, it was. It was, it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was a yeah, decent story. I will say that the acting is just fine in this movie. It's it's not it's not an acting issue, okay? So Dylan Minetti, on the one to, you know, slim to none chance you're listening, I think you did a fine job, okay? Although, I have a feeling even you were like, what the fuck at the end? So I'll get to that. So I'm watching this movie, and that's exactly it. A kid's, a kid's dad dies. Um, they decided, the, the mom and the, and the son, they're going to move away. And they're going to go to the sister's house and they're going to, it's a really nice house out in the mountain somewhere. And they're going to live there while she's having this open house until she sells it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like any movie of this nature, you know, things start to happen very slowly. And there's, there's always those little scenes of, you know, yes. the, uh, like it's really dark. I'm going to go down and I'm going to light the pilot on the, on the, uh, oh, yeah. on the water, yes. <laughs> on the furnace or whatever. Oh, yes. So it's like, you know, uh-huh. strike match one. Oh, nothing. Strike match two, nothing. Strike the match three, and there's just enough light to realize that there's somebody behind them. You know, that kind of thing. Those are the kind of moves. So I'm like, okay, Uh I'm cool with that. That's fine. And I'm thinking that we're going to find out what's going on. I'm just going to cut to the chase on this. I'm not going to give this freaking movie turd any more more than than I need to. This movie completely fell apart in the last 10 minutes. If you should you dare to go ahead and watch this and, and disagree with me and say, you know what, he's probably wrong. I have I'm gonna make my own opinion. I'm gonna tell you right now, go for it. But you're gonna be fucking pissed when you're done with this here. So what ends up happening is you don't find out. Should I spoil it, Steve? 
spoilers for open house for the next okay few minutes. spoilers in three two one okay everyone like the, the mom and the son die in this movie okay they die mm-hmm. but it's the how they did it that so you know, once everything starts going crazy and you find out, you're, you're thinking you're going to find out. They're setting it up with a couple of characters where you're like, okay, you're the suspicious one. You're too suspicious, so I know you're not going to be the bad guy. But then there's like this plumber that comes in. And I'm still thinking it maybe was the plumber or the guy that fixed the furnace, but I don't know. Because they never exposed who the killer was. They what? never Now that I didn't they know. They never exposed who the killer was. You just see footsteps and hands and things like that. You never see the killer's face. The woman that plays their neighbor that, you know, I'm thinking first, what I was thinking was, is that maybe it's her husband. Cause she was talking about how her husband had died. And then she comes back and says, Oh, he's alive. And the, and the mom's like, well, I thought you said he was died. It's like, Oh no, I, I wouldn't say anything like that. So I'm starting to think, okay, it's the crazy family next door. That's causing all these problems. Right. We, we come to find out later that the woman had Alzheimer's and, or she was starting to get Alzheimer's. And so she was just a little crazy, but during all of the murderous stuff that's going on and the kid, the, the kid, the mom dies. I'm just going to tell you straight up. He he's he's walking around in the dark. He's kind of blind. The guy, the murderer, whoever this piece of shit is, takes his contact lenses from him and his glasses. So he's blind and he's you know he's moving around very slowly. But he's walking around with this knife in his hand, like he's looking for water or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it's just sticking straight out. And and the wow. mom comes up and like she like Dylan or whatever his name was his name Logan. That was his name. She's like Logan and she comes out of the dark and he ends up stabbing her. You know, and then she goes down, but you're thinking you're going to be some resolution at the end. You know, mom's going to crawl out and she'll be the one that gets him in his time of peril or whatever. So no, mom just fucking dies right there. So Dil- so Logan kills his mom in the basement. And then he goes and he's running from this cat, this, this, whoever this person is running through the woods. He runs all night, literally all night in the woods. And he's, he's hiding by this tree trunk, right? He's lying on the ground. So then here comes Alzheimer's woman again. And she's just like, it's in the dark. And she's just looking up at the stars and smiling and, you know, and you're thinking, okay, it's going to get down right now. She's going to be like, there he is, son, or there he is, honey, something and kill the kid. No, she just walks the fuck off the screen and you never see her again. There was no fucking point of this woman being in the movie is what I'm getting at. It was a waste of fucking time. Yeah. And pardon my language, but I'm, I'm upset about this. So... More, I'm upset because I wasted my time, but I'm also upset. I'm upset at who am I upset? I'll tell you right now. Matt Angel and Susan Coote, who are the writers and directors. I'm upset at you because you fucked this movie up. You did. <laughs> now, could I make a movie to this magnitude and make it look the way it was with the acting? That, that no, I I, re- I realize my limitations. Okay, but you should be fucking ashamed of yourself because you had every opportunity to make this at least a C plus movie, and you fucking dumpster fired it and made it an F. All right. So the lady, well, how did the, the lady yeah, leaves? The lady the leaves, right? Dies. And she's uh-huh. gone. She never yeah. comes back. So then, so then okay. the next day, the kid's still running around in the in the forest. I almost said the jungle. Running around in the forest, and he stops off at the lake, and he's thirsty. So he goes down to the creek, and he's like, or the river, or whatever, and he's like drinking some water. And then suddenly, footsteps come up behind him again. I'm calling him footsteps because that's all I ever saw was his feet. And and then suddenly, Dylan Minetti who plays Logan, goes into the shittiest acting ever. And he's like, no, no, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Like, it's really kind of like that. I'm not fucking around. It's pretty bad. And the guy just kills him. You don't see him kill him. You just see him like reach for him. And then the next, it's like a cut shot. And then you see Dylan Minetti lying next to the water dead. And that's the end of the movie. But how did he catch him if he ran all night? I don't know, Steve. Because that was the end of the fucking movie. That was it. That was it. There was no, a matter of fact, I think it showed one more scene of like 
like the road and there's a sign that says open house and there's a car driving down the road. So I don't know if that means. So we have to assume that someone exactly. else is going to be killed. Yeah. So if they make like open house two, that's going to be so bootsy. I'm so frustrated with this movie, I can't even tell you, man. Because I really wanted to at least give you some... Oh, and you dude. know that I'm the... Right? You've told me this before. That I tend to be the more optimistic one of, of the two of us, right? Oh, totally. I'll try and find oh, some yeah. redeeming totally. quality about this movie. And like I said, I found mm-hmm. redeeming qualities all the way up until the last 10 minutes where it completely took a shit. And it is just... It is it is the worst fucking ending that I've seen to a horror movie in a million years. I highly recommend that you do not watch this movie. And I give it a straight up F. Booyah. See, I, I watched up to the part where I was reading reviews while I was watching it up to the part he takes his contacts off. And then I guess they're arguing about something in the kitchen mm-hmm. and then he drives him in a truck somewhere. And at that point, I was like, oh, this movie is horrendous. Oh, you didn't even get that far. No. I think that if you hadn't have read the reviews that you would yeah. have kept going because I'm sorry, there are just worse movies out there than this as far as the main part of the movie. But what I'm trying to say is that this movie got so shitty in the last 10, 15 minutes of it that it absolutely washed out everything that was good about it. That's what I'm saying. Would you call it a horror movie or is it a thriller? I'm going to call it a shit movie, but I would call it a horror movie. Just because of, you know, it has that whole impending doom and and there's murder involved and there's, there's, you know, it's kind of gory. But... There's nothing supernatural. There is zero supernatural. Nothing. Yeah, it was, dude. It so was lazy. shitty. Seriously, I, I do not watch. Don't open watch this movie, though. guys. I'm, I, I promise, I'm not going to be the guy that's always hating on movies. But this one, it's like you think you know somebody. You know what I mean? And then they, <laughs> and then they do that one thing where it's like, how could you? That's what this movie did to me. Wait, what could you? How could? Oh, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was. I was just sitting there going, "How could they do it?" You know, <laughs> good one, man. I like that. Thank wow. you. Thank you so for saving that. You're welcome. That's the open house. Do not watch hot it. Garbage. Concentrated Damn. hot garbage. But there's another thing you watched that wasn't hot garbage. Yeah. Though. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and let's bring it back now to a more positive tone, shall we? Oh, there's two dude. things that I think that were. There's dude. one of them that I can already tell by his dude that he wants to talk about first. But I think now because he said dude, I'm going to save it on purpose. So let's. Yeah, I'm okay. going to. Yeah, because I think that there's going to be more to it. Let's talk a movie that we uh, we both watched. Uh, you've been wanting me to watch this movie for a while, but due to my limited schedule, I wasn't able to. And I did find some time to actually go and check this movie out. And I'm so glad that I did. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie that I'm talking about is none other than Molly's Game, created by Aaron Sorkin, directed by Aaron Sorkin, and starring the lovely Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, yeah. Michael Sarah, and Kevin Costner, which I've got some opinions on. And um, dude. yes, that dude right there is is that's my Kevin Costner tone right there, dude. Steve, let's let's talk about this movie, man. I mean, okay, let me preface this by saying, are you a poker person? No, I, again, I, we kind of talked about this before, but I'm, I'm truly not the guy that you're going to ever want to talk to about poker. In fact, I'm the guy that's going to lose my ass going into a poker setting. But I, exactly. but I appreciate poker, and I appreciate the skill involved with poker. Uh, one of my good friends is a very that, good poker player, and he talks about it oh. all the time, and it's amazing to me. So I, I wish I could think that way. See, I'm not a poker player. Either. I don't know any of the rules, really. And I, st- this is an in-depth poker movie, sort of. Not in-depth as rounders, because it's more about the what happens around these poker games. But I don't like poker, and I found it so, 
so, so entrenched. Like, I was locked in. It was enrapturing. I just was like, wow, this movie. And the, I mean, Aaron Sorkin, his dialogue, you know it's going to be crazy. When there's two people on screen going back and forth, the, 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 the go-between, the interaction between Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba, the quick, the quick, fast um, dialogue, that's Aaron Sorkin. And it was incredible seeing Aaron Sorkin do his Aaron Sorkin thing. So good. And I know you uh, you have a little special place in your heart for Jessica Chastain. I think she's wonderful, yes. No, she's, I think really do think, I really do think she's one of the better actresses that are out there. Oh, I know. In all seriousness. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's just say, yeah, I I do like Jessica Chastain. Um, So, did you know Idris Elba was in this? Yeah, I did. I was familiar with it. I didn't. Um, There's so much like story that goes with this though. Like this is based on a book, I believe of the same title Yes, uh, that was written by Molly Bloom. That's who Jessica Chastain is. Molly uh, plays is Molly Bloom, who was any, I believe she was an Olympic skier that kind of lost everything on one jump, which was crazy. It was this fluke accident that kind of just ruined her career, you know, but she was set to be the shit. She, she probably would have been some, some champion, you know, she probably would have won, won some type of medal. I'm sure. But it was For just sure. this weird twist of fate that pretty much brought that all to an end. She moves out to Los Angeles and, you know, she's going to start doing whatever. And she ends up falling into working at a bar or a club, I should say, and working for this douchebag guy that ran a poker game. And with all these high profile players, and- you had rappers, you had actors, you had political figures, yes. you had... Uh, uh, I can't even think right now. You just had all these important Everything. people. Yes. Yes. Hedge fund Hedge manager. fund managers. And Thank you. Here's, and from there, it just goes into this weird area of first and first fun area of, of poker. And it also shows you what could happen. And I'll tell you what, you know, who was the surprise actor in this movie. I think you're going to say Michael Sarah. Totally. Yeah. There's he was so good in this movie dog so okay check it out so she in the book i i have i'm not well versed on the real story of this okay so i'm not even gonna try and yes. front but i do know that there were some people that were in fact listed as as in her book she claims that these were the people that were there one of them being toby mcguire and from what i've and i i don't know a lot about toby mcguire in that way but i've heard that he's a pretty pretty good poker player michael Sarah plays such a dick in this movie and kind of like ruined her in a way. You know what I mean? Um, he plays oh, yeah. it wonderfully. Don't get me wrong. But he plays a real yeah. asshole in this movie. I kept getting this vibe like maybe it's supposed to be him. Just from because it was like an actor. I forgot the term that she said. But it's, oh God, what was it? Green screen. She called him a green screen actor or something like that. And just from the time setting and everything, I was just thinking that it was probably, you know, she may have been referring to the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man series. Yeah, yeah, that would make a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, but I don't know for that sure. Yeah, I have sense. no idea for sure. But just from what I quickly, quickly read over, just to get a couple of little, you know, a better understanding of it yeah. here, um, I would be willing to bet that that's who it is. He's known as Player X in the movie. But if I had to put a little money on it, I would definitely think that Michael Sarah is supposed to be playing Toby Maguire. Could be completely wrong about that. That's just what I think. I think... Um, here's what Toby... Like, one thing... I wouldn't even say the, the interesting thing is this 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 movie not to give anything away but this movie has her in the beginning coming back from an amazing uh, defeat something that happens to her and she still comes back then in the middle of then during her sit in LA she's at the bottom and she lifts herself up something happens there she goes to New York bottom lifts herself like she is a person that crawls from like 
no matter what's thrown at her, she somehow still makes she something what? happen. Some Hell. Okay, go on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and she makes it happen, and it's so inspiring, and it's also sad because there's something that the judge says at the end when sent, when when something happens, she has to talk to a judge. And what the judge says really hit me. I was like, you know what? He's freaking right. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you yeah. what he says, but I'm like, man, he is nailing it right now. Why are we even talking about this woman? Why are we even having a conversation here? But um, again, Idris Alba did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. There was this for those who've seen it, there's this really cool interaction before he takes her case in the courtroom. That's real fun. And you're like, there's a thing he does, and you're like, he's not going to do that again. He's not going to do that again. He's not going to do that again. But you realize it's Aaron Sorkin. He's going to keep doing it until he feels like he did it enough. <laughs> and it's really fun, man. I really enjoyed watching this movie. I think I needed it. It was a palate cleanser. I watched the movie in the theater alone, and it was such a cool, no action, no green screen, no silliness, just people in there letting the dialogue act for them. And that was incredible. Idris had some some scenes. I'm not sure if you're talking about the same one I am, but without getting into what it was, there's a scene where he's talking to her prosecutors and he's just trying to be like, Really? With them? Oh, that, I thought that was the scene. Dude. I thought that was his scene of the movie. I, I just, it was so powerful dude. how he did that and how he convinced them or swayed them or whatever you want to call it. I don't really want to give too much away. Yeah. But that scene, that interaction with those prosecutors was amazing, man. So that made good. you realize why Idris is so good. Idris is, yes. My thing with, him, my scene for him was with him talking to her, you know, asking her where her friends are. That That's was good too. Where I was just like, ooh, that was almost me. equal, or maybe even better. Yeah, I mean, he just puts I mean, in such. A I was like, man. what a good question. Yeah, and I was like, what a good question. But this is a story for me of dignity, of what happens when, and you wonder where she gets it from. Like she's been downtrodden so long. Where does she get this dignity about her name and how she'll stand for something? And then oh, her father, freaking. Her father, played by Kevin Costner. Now, now before we real quick before we uh, talk about this, I don't know what your thoughts are on Kevin Costner. Uh, there are times when I can take him or leave him. Uh, the, you know, he did such great movies in the '90s. You know, you got your Dances with Wolves. You got your Field of Dreams. There's, uh, what was the other one? Got your Bodyguard. The with, uh, yeah, the one. Yes, the Bodyguard. What was the one that was out a little bit later? I even liked that one with uh, Dane Cook. It was a killer. Mr. Brooks, I believe. Oh, that was, that a, great was a good movie. movie. I forgot that was a about fantastic that. Movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, then he's also got, was it Waterworld, you know, and the Mailman and some of those other ones that were pretty, yes, yes, yes. pretty crappy. He's in this one and he's, you know, he's, he's playing a fine role. Would you say like, you know, it's, he's, he's doing his job. He's, he's, he's doing, doing a, Kevin, he's doing Costner. Kevin Costner, doing a thorough job of being yes. a father that is at odds with his, oh, my you know, but God. there's, but it's just a Kevin Costner. There's Kevin Costner. Yes. At the end of this movie, towards the end of this movie. Kevin Costner swings in like, oh, and just crushes his scene with Jessica Chastain. I I forgot how good of an actor Kevin Costner was until that scene came up right there. I literally, I did it on purpose, of course, but um, Gail and I were sitting there watching the movie 
And I literally, I was into it a little bit more than she was. She was a little bit distracted, but I stood up and clapped, you know, just to prove it like that. Was no question. Great. What he just did. She's like, are you crying? I'm like, what? no, I'm not. I'm not this I time. Mean, but I almost did. It was it was really, really good. It was yeah, touching. It was, it was, a, it was touching. a conversation that needed to be had a million years ago between a father and a daughter. It's explaining so much. Yes. Explaining so much. And it was just so good. And it's Aaron Sorkin. I mean, it's Aaron Sorkin writing Aaron. I mean, it was just so... I just loved, I love dialogue. I'm a big dialogue person, which is why, you know, I love like movies, the Coen Brothers movies, like Old Brother Where Art Thou, stuff like that. I like funny dialogue that goes back and forth. And Aaron Sorkin is a very, you can tell what he's, you could tell when he's writing. I mean, West Wing, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You, you know, that, that quick, fast, dynamic dialogue that he's so known for. I was wondering, is he just going to Aaron Sorkin it up? He did, and it was I'm glad wonderful. he did. It was just absolutely wonderful. So anybody that's out there that wants to see a good movie, a quality movie. A great movie, movie. I think. Watch Molly's Game. Oh, it's just, I think I'm going to come back to this movie for sure. I am going to come back to it, and I believe that I'm going to be like, I like it even better this time. <laughs> I like it even better this time, especially knowing what's going to happen with a few of the characters, you start seeing clues. Like when I think back, I see clues of, oh, yeah. You know, so Molly, that's Molly's Game, came out 2017, directed by Aaron Sorkin, written by Aaron Sorkin. You are not going to be disappointed. Not a bit. Hey, real quick, did you know who the judge was? Did you recognize the judge? I did recognize it the judge. It took a second for me. I think he's played, he's taken, he's played Native Americans yeah, quite, quite a few a bit. times. Yeah, isn't he from... Was he from Dance of the Yes, Wolves? his name's Graham Green, and he is, you're right, he does yeah, play a lot of, you know, Native American roles. He's been in The Green Mile, Dances with Wolves, Wind River. Hell, I'm pretty sure he was even the uh, the Native American that was in Poltergeist 2 back in the day. Do you remember that? He was in Twilight. I believe he was uh, um, Jacob's father, if I'm not mistaken. But do you remember the Native American that kind of helped the family out in Poltergeist 2? Yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him, too. That was I'm him? I'm pretty sure. I was actually trying oh. to scan real quick. But I'm going to go ahead and give him credit anyway. That's how good he is, goddammit. So, yeah. Yes, great, Poltergeist. He was in Poltergeist. Movie. Yes. But I liked it, man. So, let's okay, let's go ahead and... What do you give it? I'm going to give Molly's Game out of uh, 1 to 5. Sure. I'm giving Molly's Game a 4.5. I Yep, I'm right around there, 4. I'll give Not it a Not a perfect movie, but a really, really good movie. And really Jessica good. Chastain, I have not seen her do any bad performances as of yet. I think she's great. I yeah, first noticed her. Line. She first came on my radar with uh, The Help. That was the first time I ever saw her. And then, was it Zero Dark Thirty that she was in? I, I believe it was Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, I did, but I, it's it's been a while. But it's just nothing that she ever does that I'm just like, that was terrible. She's always very, very good in her roles. So yeah, Solid, yeah. dude. She's solid. I thought that I, I wanted to see a little bit more closure. What happens? Uh, I want to see a little bit more of that. Um, but that's fine. It was a fine ending. Four is a solid Absolutely. freaking movie. I mean, I haven't seen many. I don't know when the last five I've seen. I don't know what the last. Maybe the last five I saw was maybe Homecoming. I would say the last five I saw was Shape of Water. Oh, snap. That was, that was a five. five. That was a six out of five. That was a great great movie that was a fantastic movie yeah so that homecoming those like homecoming and that really shined in the last six months for me because like i walked out smiling at homecoming yeah you can't that movie's just feel good all around you know but 
All right, Dan, go ahead and cue in the shaft music because I'm feeling very <laughs> black right now. Is it weird that I am too? <laughs> <laughs> I watched a, a show this week that has no business being on the CW. Zero business. But yet, here we are. Here we are, Dan. And I'm talking about a little show called Black Lightning. Dan, did you watch this show? I did watch this show, man. I found it highly entertaining. And at one point, uh, while, because we just happened to be watching at the same time. We were following, we noticed on Twitter that we were both watching at the same time. So I hit Steve up and I'm like, third podcast? Which, of course, he said, damn it, we should have, but we're too late for that. So, yes, I, I think that this is going to be a really fun show. It's going to be a fun season. I'm curious to see what happens. But, Steve, please, preach. All right. There's very few shows um, that I feel like it, I want to just stand up and raise the fist at. And, you know, like, uh, there's certain things like like Luke Cage, you know, uh um, and now this, there's parts in this show. It's about, I mean, it's about a superhero that's retired. He's pretty much, when we call it retired, you know, he's, he's retired. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely had the form. It had the formula that a lot of soup will say that I'm not knocking it, but it did have that formula that you see a lot in movies where it's like, man, I'm done with all that. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to be me now and I'm yes. just he's getting me back. You know, it was like kind of one of those things. Yes. And his, his, what happens is, is it, we're led to believe that his ex his wife at the time told him, you got to stop this if we're going to make it. And so he's like, yeah, I'm done. But imagine saying you're done after you've had a career of being a superhero. So he's like 38, 39 when he says, I'm done. So now with, he's 47 years old. So now we're looking at a person that is not a young superhero. He's more an older, more, uh, would you, would you say, uh, he's not as old as someone like, uh, you know, the comedian when he was older, but he is, they gray him up. You know, he's a principal now, very upstanding citizen. Everybody really likes him, but he's had to take himself away from this whole superhero business until he's forced back in. And I can't believe they were able to do this in an hour. Normally, it takes about three, four episodes to be like, why is he going to start doing this again? I, f- I feel like they they really showed why he's going to start kind of doing this again. And I believed it. I totally believed it. The only thing that I kind of was like, okay, if there's anything I could have to knock against this awesome show, what would I knock against it? I don't know. I mean, I guess... I don't know his his when he hits people, lightning goes through. I'm like, oh, that's fine. But the idea of him being able to use lightning or electricity as a thing and like shut things off, I loved it. Cause yeah, you could just turn things pitch black. If you go out at night, you could just shut off the lights. And I was like, this is so freaking cool. Um, the 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 representation of women in this show is amazing. They're all tough, they're no slouches. You know, there's a big sister. She's freaking amazing. Yeah, they, um, they don't play the damsel in distress card in this one. You're right. No, no, no. His 
All of them are strong. All of them. Now, I don't know if the youngest can fight, but the big sister played by Nafisa Williams, she can fight. She can fight and she can fight well, apparently. And um, I love that they don't make this a perfect family. And even though every family has the black sheep, I thought that since this was a black family, would they really want to do that? Do they really want to have someone that's in trouble with law? Do they? You know what I'm saying? But they did. They're like, skip it. And they went all the, I mean, they, there's certain language they use in this show that is very not CW. They say certain things. They don't sugarcoat. I'll say this. Someone gets shot by a harpoon gun. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. And when he pulled him to himself, I was like, ow, that would hurt, wouldn't it? That would smart quite a bit. But um, the, um, the, what would you call him? The, he, I wouldn't be the villain. I would rather call him, I guess you, yeah, but yeah, I guess he would be the, I mean, he's like the head honcho, but either way, he's convincing as a bad guy. He has a very, very Oh, okay. That's who you're talking about. I wasn't sure if you were talking about Lala or not. No, I'm talking about the, what would you call him? Not the head honcho. There's a word. I, I, I took him as like a mob boss. Yeah, he's like a mob boss, but I, I think there's a word for it in the comments. I forgot what it's called. Anyway, um, he's like- Kingpin. He yes, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> he is the kingpin. And he has an interesting, his the way he carries himself. Um, if he walked into a room, I believe people would say, oh no, oh no, what's about to happen? And so it's a, uh, look, I, I needed this right now. I needed this show right now. And I'm so glad they did it. So freaking good. I enjoyed every part of it. Even when it went off, I was like, oh, I wanted more. I could have watched more of this, but I mean, for this to be on the CW is just baffling. It's just baffling. CW is killing it right now. Now, the awesome thing is it retained 100% of the Flash uh, the Flash carryover. So everyone that was watching Flash kept it on for Black Lightning. That's a thing that it doesn't only say something about Black Lightning, but it says something about the Flash viewership too. That's yeah. an interesting cross. That means that they have a big crossover which should make Flash feel fairly um, good. The creators of Flash knowing, okay, we're doing something right. Even though the Flash, as what I've heard, hasn't been great this season. And I haven't watched any episodes yet, but I heard that they have been fumbling the ball a bit. And for them to still... Did you hear it from me? I heard it from someone else, too. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I think that they've definitely gone into a more of a campy, silly thing. More comic book, maybe. I, I don't know. Why. Like, I, you know, I've heard people say that that's that's great. That's what makes it. But to me, I, I liked the vibe of the first three seasons. <clears throat> Excuse me. I liked the vibe of the first three seasons, and I liked that it, there was a, a tone that was it, that could borderline silly, but it usually just came right back to a you know keep it handling business. You know what I mean? You had your you have your your standard. I'm not going to like turn this into a flash conversation, but you have your standard silly moments that happen. Whereas this entire, like, it seems like everyone in the cast has gone silly. And I just, I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. So it was, it was kind of a nice little contrast right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's per. And I, I don't want to forget Cress Williams. I remember him from living single. How did you like Cress as black lightning? 
I liked him. I thought he was good. He's a big dude, isn't he? I mean, or do they just make him look like he looks they, like a big dude? I think the way he's built, he has high shoulders. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is the shoulders, man. You're right. Yeah, he, he has just, high shoulders. But if he comes now, like when he gets into the now, oh, first of all, I'm going to say that I don't think there's a few little things that I could kind of jab at at this here, not For jab sure. at, but critique. Um, and it kind of has to do with Black Lightning, Cress with Cress Williams, not so much Cress Williams the actor, but as as his character. Um, but I liked him. I thought that he's good. I, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen with this here. I like that he can look kind of fierce when he's doing some of these things. And some of the the um, the choices that he chose to make when he finally debuts as Black Lightning was was a little funny to me. Like there's one part, uh, we both talked about this actually, where he's walking down the hotel hallway and he just decides to blast a couple with lightning. What was the, re- <laughs> what was the reason for that? There was They were just there with their door open, yeah. probably watching, you know. Watching infomercials or something like that, yep. and zap, he just took them out like that. Just so he's GP. got he's got a bit of a dark side to him too. You know what I mean? I, I think he, I want to see where this is coming from. And that makes me think that maybe when he's in his zone, is there a ba- is there a dark side? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that there's something that's going to come you know to fruition later on in the season that's going to explain why he's got that little bit of a de- I don't want to say deviant, but yeah, a darker side. You know, he's he's definitely. He's maybe an anti-hero versus a superhero. I mean, dude. More Batman-ish, you know what I mean? Yes. and He's kind of like a Batman, actually, if you think about it. He's an older person. He's an an older guy. He apparently has got some money. And he even has his own Alfred. I'm trying to remember who plays that guy. But there was a part in the movie where he actually... Oh, his name is James Remar. He's been in a billion things. A billion things. At one point, he goes into his shop, which isn't really a shop. It was very um, Kingsman-esque, if you will. And he, he takes him down into this 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 laboratory, which then becomes more of a Batman-esque thing. And it's like, you know, he says the line that you know that he's going to say, where it's like, I've been working on some upgrades, you know? Of course! <laughs> and, he makes, and he shows him the uh, Black Lightning suit. If I may, can we start a little conversation about the suit for a second? Sure. Okay. I think they can do better on the suit. That's one of my critiques for this here. And it's a very small critique. But the suit seemed a little bit... Like, if you look at... like, Because uh, Black Lightning has been around since the 70s. Are you aware of that? I did not know that. I didn't Yeah, see, comic. no, I'm not going to act like okay. I did. But I did a little research on it after watching this oh, okay. here. Yeah, so they've made comics for DC. It's a DC comic. And it's been around since the 70s. And they've since released a whole new series of them, which I'm kind of eager to read. And I'm very curious to see where the politics stand versus 70s to now. Like, are they yes. going to be similar? Because, you know, you've had these couple of decades in between where things were not quite as heated and now it's just like full tilt. So I'm very curious to see if they kind of line up, if they're very similar. I think that it's going to be a pretty good chance that they will be that way. But um, so he's been around for a while and I was looking at, at the, the suit that they have from the new series. It's very similar. I think they went a little too bulky with it. G, what do you think? Like, did, were you, did you notice that at all? Like, um, it, just it was looked, very big. It was yeah. a big suit with a, a hulky suit. Very hulky. I'm, I, is it go? I'm not sure if it's going to be that way through the whole season. Um, I hope they 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 do a little something with it. I hope they do make it more. Um, because he's in shape, we see that. So yeah. maybe they make it slimmer so that he's able to use it in a much more efficient way. Um, I'm imagining that's what's going to happen. If they put him in something, say that looks like the Flash suit, but mm-hmm. with with the design 
the more skin tight, you know what I'm saying? With the design that's on it like that, I think he could, it could look really, really good. I just, that was like the one of the, and it's a very small complaint. You know what I mean? It's not even really a complaint. It was just more of a critique. I just felt like, oh, okay, well you're here and now you're going. And he was, what he was doing was awesome. I liked all of his powers. I liked how he carried himself. I was just, I couldn't get past the suit a little bit. I just kept thinking, man, it's just a little bit too bulky, but for everything as good as that show was, um, I think it's a very small complaint. Oh, it's yeah. I I can't wait. I think I think the skin type will be a little weird for a fifty year old, but I would say a little something more, more form fitting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a better. That's maybe not skin type, but form fitting. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yes. So please, everyone, watch this show. Watch it. Um, if you can watch it while it's be you know shown on TV, give them the numbers because yes, it is a support. very very very. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna. I'm going to like it. I'm very interested in how, I mean, the public at large seems to like it. I'm very interested in how, um, how it does for the year arc, how the arc looks for the year and what people say after the season's over. So yes, please black lightning CW check it out. Hey man, can I ask a couple of things real quick though? Yeah. So you were talking about the, uh, the Kingpin as you're talking about who the character's name is Tobias whale played by Marvin Crondon Jones, the third, mm-hmm. um, very interesting look with this guy here. And he's like, I, like we were saying, super menacing. And I'm very curious to see what he does. Cause there's one scene where it's right off jump that involved piranhas. I'll just listen yeah. to that. That's a good yes. opener right there. You know what I mean? Yes. That, that's telling you what, you, what he's setting the pattern of what's, what's to come, you know, yeah. but then there's another guy on the show. We talked about this yesterday, Steve. So I thought we'd maybe bring this a little bit into light. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily a villain as of yet, but He's definitely going to be like, you know, an antagonist. Yes. And that is a character by the name of Lala that was played by William Catlett. Yes. What did you think of him? I wasn't buying him. Like not very convincing, right? Nah, I wasn't yeah, buying him. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Like I think that they set him up with his script and his actions to be more menacing than he actually came off. And this yes. is the first episode, so they could very much improve his character over the course of the season. Uh, not a bad performance by any means, but... It was a little. It was. It was not as convincing as Tobias Whale's character was. Well, so, yeah, I was like, uh, and again, Tobias is just scary looking. You know, he what I mean? a, he's just he, a scary he's the looking person dude. that can be scary. Like, yeah, he could either be one of the a very very nice, but if he puts his face a certain way, he could just be very scary. Whereas this guy was just like, eh, you know, I mean, anyone with a gun, you're going to be you're going to be cautious of him. Yeah, no right. question. You're going to avoid that. Yes, if you but, can. He's not one of those. For me, in my opinion, a good henchman is someone who doesn't even need the gun. They walk up and you're like, they're like, you owe us money and you're going to give it to them. Why? Because you know what they're capable of and you believe it watching it on screen. You don't need to see uh, them with a bunch of guns. Like I remember when they set up Marlo on the wire. Yeah, he had guns, but it was his whole aura that made you scared of him. He was like, man, this dude's crazy. This dude's crazy. You know, and so that's my thing. I'll give um, the writers props to the fact that they made him, whenever he was handling his business, he was handling it solo. Like he yes. didn't need a bunch of henchmen around him. Yes. But I think it was just a, no offense to William Catlett who plays Lala, but I just think that they, they wrote him into a more menacing character than William Catlett actually looks, maybe? Yes. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Agree. Uh, what else did you think of the casting? Anyone that was there any highlights for you that really stood out? 
I mean the ex-wife, but for reasons that are pointless to even say on the podcast. You're referring to Christine Adams, yeah. who plays Lynn Pierce on the show. I believe yep. that Steve called her fine. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> there. There it is. Now, do you, have you know anything about her? Uh, no. Then no, let me blow your not. mind real quick. Do you know where she's from? Fresno. No, she's from London, England, love. Oh, see, I thought you were going to surprise me. Nah, nah, sorry. I okay. just wanted to tell you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> we, I can't you know, even I do the realizing. accent. I can't even do it, so never mind. You can, though. No. You can. Uh-uh. Please, listen right it. in. I'll do it when Big MC admits that Jock was the best ever. That's the day I'll do the accent. All right. Johnny, <laughs> Big MC, I asked this last time. I just need to know either way. Are you okay with, with Steve doing his, his, come on, then? I love it, personally. But if it's something where it's offensive, I, you know, I personally think, you know, not that big of a deal. However, yes. if you don't mind it, please let this man know, because I think that's part of it here. I don't want this guy holding back on things like this, the comedic portion of the show. So, you know, I, I'm fair. trying to get the people to get on my side with it is what I'm really why I'm saying. Totally that. fair. So, yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap but, it up? Nope, that's it. Black Lightning, Tuesday nights on the CW at 9. Check it out. Uh, we will be talking about this a lot. There's something that I want to introduce next week that I'm thinking that we might have to just kind of cover a little, you know, a little bit. Give this show some love. And I think that we're going to call it the Lightning Report. What you think about that, Steve? Love it. Lightning Report coming at you next week. Let's move on. We have seven minutes. You want to do a lightning round? Lightning round. Are we going to do any news or any, any newsworthy That's things? That's what I'm saying. Lightning round of news. Let's do this. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Me first. Ready? Do it. All right, lightning round. That's the lightning round music. Okay. The movie pass is now taking over the movie. Well, getting into the music movie business. Quote, the company is launching Movie Pass Ventures, which will be wholly owned subsidiary founded to acquire films with distributors. The Movie Pass CEO quote says, We're experiencing enormous success bringing people back into the theater since our launch in August, and with the influx of business from distributors, have proven the impact of our marketing over and over again, giving them an incremental lift in ticket sales. Come on, G. It's coming. Hey, we knew knew that it was going to make a massive effect. It's going to have a massive effect on the the movie industry. Just quicker than I thought. Yeah. Well, I think this Christmas had a big you know, had a big push with all the subscriptions. I know they went up like thousands and thousands of subscriptions. And Netflix doesn't care about losing money. Netflix isn't a, that guy, if he's losing billions, he's looking 20 years ahead. He'd be like, yeah, he's thinking about stuff we're not even thinking about yet. Yeah. He's like, take my money, nine bucks. I'm pretty much paying for your ticket. I'm paying for that loss. But 20 years down the road, where are you going to go? Five years down the road, where are you going to go? I think that I think I think he's got his shit together. I think we don't need to worry about him. I think we just need to jump onto this. uh, You know, the thing is, is that is it okay? We could go into this long conversation about is it going to hurt the movie industry? It will. Is it going to? It's going to hurt the movie industry and the fact that it's probably going to hurt the salaries of the actors. And is that going to make them like? In other words, is it going to make movies not be as quality anymore? Because they're going to have to have a lower budget. What else are you going to do? If I'm if I'm if I'm Will Smith and I get paid twenty million dollars a movie, and they're like I'm not going to pay you twenty million dollars a movie, where are you going to go to get twenty million dollars? It's not like well then I'll go do this. No, you won't. You're going to take my ten million dollars and do this awesome movie. But I'm referring to the future Will Smiths out there. Just because you put him as the example, you know what I mean? Is that gonna is that's going to take away from the salaries of these future actors that could be the next? Totally going to take away. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. But so I don't we, feel we bad for them making a million. I don't no. feel bad. Yeah. And I, I'll be like, and I'm list. sorry right now to have a little red card in my hand that allows me to see a movie a day for free is Peace. fantastic. Even Peace. though I paid for the, you know, the privilege, of course. Yes. And my privilege. So, Thank you for again. Hey, hey Merry Christmas, man. <laughs> Nothing's too got. good for my boy. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, we, we got to do that other thing that we were talking about doing pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> we will. You know what though? I'm gonna have to wait until you're good and lubricated, man, because I got a feeling you'd hold back too much. You'd make oh, me totally say all, would. you would make me say all the bad stuff. Absolutely. See, Absolutely. see what he does? You see how he just throws me in front of the bus like that? He comes see. up with these brilliant ideas. Uh-uh. Ten years down the road, ten years down the road where we're a massive podcast, they're not gonna be able to dig into my history and be like, hey, uh <laughs> Man, <laughs> I still wanna do it. <laughs> I'll be like, I will put out a, I will put out a statement and be like, I apologize on behalf of when we were younger, Dan did have some interesting views. Um, I oh. probably should have spoke up more, but I didn't. And for that, I'm truly sorry. So, so when they uh, make our movie, Steve, it's <laughs> going to be how you brought me to redemption, right? You, you like that? This dark Do pit. you like that? I think it's very self-serving, sir. I think it's very oh. self-serving. Okay, Steve, because good. this is what you guys don't know about Steve. Steve likes to, uh, and I, I'm not insulting him. I love this man. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 a, he's a wonderful friend of mine. But- uh-huh. On this show, you, you use it as a podium, which we both do, right? Mm-hmm. But you have these amazing ideas that you don't tell anybody all the time. Because, you you know, again, see, last week you were saying you ain't going to hold back. I'm just I'm putting not, it out there. That's true. But. But you're holding back. <laughs> I'm going to hold back. Not seven back. days later, you're holding back. I got to hold back on, like, race issues I'm not going to hold back on. But yeah. something that could possibly come back and be like, yeah. Basically, we just wanted to do a show. We want to do a segment where we talk like this and say the most insulting shit we can say. You know what I'm saying, Steve? I yeah. oh man, you see, almost he got won't me. play. You he won't play. Almost got me. See, you I did because he got me. But you just know, just I'm putting oh. it out there that there it is, there it is. You fuck. We do these things, uh, you know, off mic, and it's pretty damn funny. But do we do it? I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna let him off right here because I had a fantastic knock knock joke for you, my friend. But if you don't want Ooh, me to do it, I ain't gonna do it. You also had an interesting joke a few years, about a year ago. What's that? The one with I the for- board, the, 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 Ooh, my board the game? Like, you might want to, t- yeah, that's what it is. It was my board game, all right? I'm not going to say it today, because this guy's just going to make me sound Man. terrible if I do it. But I'm still yeah. standing by it. I think it would be wonderful. But it was really one of those games that you would buy in like a novelty shop, where people yes. aren't quite so like, oh, I'm offended. Because exactly a little one, bit of those, huh? one of those horrendous racist novelty shops that are on every corner. That's where you'd find this game. Is it racism if uh-huh. I'm Mexican and it's a Mexican joke? Yes. Okay, fair enough. But it was mine. I'm just saying. It. <laughs> I'm it okay. Totally is. I'm all right with it though, because I love hey. my people. I'm just saying it was a good you joke. Do. But it was more of a stab. It was more of a stab. You're even at, married uh, to a Hispanic woman. At a certain I am not married. I'm married to It's not true. She is the Irish. Most, That's not true. The only thing that makes her like less Irish is she doesn't just walk around doing jigs. Do you know nah, what I'm saying? Uh-uh. She looks yeah. Hispanic. I'm Dude, you are know. crazy. I'm going to anyway. have to put up a picture because Steve is, you apparently are colorblind, my friend. Because No, if I wouldn't have told anybody, you would have been like, here's my Hispanic wife. Everyone wow. would be like, oh, cool. No one would be like, she looks different. Now, anyone of my good friends that is listening to the show right now, Mike, I'm talking to you, Mike, that was on the show. Please, please write in or comment or something or just call me and, and because he's saying that Gail looks Mexican. That's the I'm funniest saying, shit I've ever heard. She looks about as Hispanic as... No, no, no. The thing is, I'm, I'm not saying that she is absolutely... I'm just saying people would not not believe it if you told them that. 
I have to strongly disagree with you. But you can't. You Steve can't. has seen Gale. Steve has seen Gale all of it three times. Mm-hmm. Three times. Yes. I have known this woman for 21 years. Or no, excuse me. I've been married, married for 21 years and, yes. and with her since 1990. So I yes. think I got a little more, you know. No, you because know. you're clouded now. Because you know backup. already. You know already. If no one knew, sight unseen, you said, this is my Hispanic woman, Gail. And she walks in. People would not be like, that's not true. They'd be like, okay. <laughs> we all know, right? My close people, we know that he's mistaken. That's okay, but you are entitled <laughs> to your opinion. All right. What 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 news do you have, youngin? Man, you. Oh, I still want to tell my knock-knock joke. One of these days, I'm going to tell you a great Ooh, knock-knock joke. I'm going to tell fun. you this knock-knock joke right now. We may not put it in, but you want to hear it? Um, sure. All right, here we go. You ready for this one, Steve? Yes, disclaimer. Hey, all right, here we go. But you got to say who's there like I'm saying knock-knock, all right? Okay. All right, here we go. Hey, Steve, knock, knock. Who's there? My dick. Oh! (laughs) Keep that in. (laughs) (laughs) I got a million of them. (laughs) Bing, bang, (laughs) boom. <laughs> and that's my opener. Oh, that is hilarious, dude. You gotta keep that in. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. That was funny, dog. <sighs> and ten years, the, it, and ten years down the line, ten years down the line, that's holding up. That's when holding when up. Steve ten years is right though, and I end up getting called out for this ten years later. It was fucking worth it. Oh that, no, that's gonna hold up ten years from now. <laughs> no one is gonna be expecting that answer. <laughs> oh man, that's that just the beginning. Hilarious. But anyway, so yeah, we've got a little skit that probably wouldn't be for everyone. A little little Ooh. little segment that we were kind of yes. talking about, but it's probably the most you're gonna hear right that there. Is so so funny, dude. you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so let's talk, let's talk some news, and we're gonna start wrapping this up. Yeah, you literally soon. have a chance for one more news story, and I have one more news story. And we're out. I got one more. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see. Let me get to the one that's gonna uh, hit you. You have two I more. Think. No, you have this one and one more. You have. Two. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All yeah. right. I'll make them quick. Yeah, quick ones. All right. Okay. Uh, let's. I'm still talking like this. Sorry about that. All right. <laughs> so let's get back to it. For my Star Wars fans out there, I have good news for you. Uh, per Screen Rant, uh, the basically we're gonna be getting a solo, a Star Wars story trailer probably this week. It's probably gonna drop. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't have all of the highest hopes for this movie because you know there is only one Harrison Ford. But I wish this man uh, the best. I hope he can pull it off because if he can't, oh, he's going to be feeling this one. Oh, he's going to feel it, Steve. But um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's supposed to be coming out sometime this week. So look forward to that. Um, I'm sure I'll be talking about it and giving my opinion of how I thought about this trailer next week. But it should be coming. Uh, according to a tweet, Star Wars Junk, at Star Wars Junk, if you'd like to follow them. Solo trailer this week, most likely Wednesday. Source at the corporate side of AMC tells me solo trailer will be placed not attached with Maze Runner releasing January 26th, but trailer will hit online days before. Guy's been right before, but file is rumor, as always. So, you know, this might, nothing may come of this, but it's got to be happening pretty soon. The movie's coming out in just a couple of months, so they we should see something pretty soon. I, I am excited, but I'm a little worried, too. Eldon Alrich, or what's his name? Eldon, Ein, how, do you know how to say that guy's name that's playing him? Eldon Einreich? Einreich? I didn't even know he was a person that existed i didn't know Alden, his name. uh yeah i don't know this cat very well but uh obviously i can't even say his name but 
ah, I'm a little worried, man. So I'm very, I'm really hoping that this trailer does. It's something not going to be of, bad. It could be. It could be. Uh, you know why? Because do, here's bro. here's the situation with this. Harrison Ford is beloved, and when you think of Harrison Ford, I don't care who you are, you're going to think Han Solo or Indiana Jones. You might think all these other characters, but those are the characters you think of. And I'm sure he hates that, but sorry, Harrison. That's just kind of how it is. To replace him with this guy, whose name I'm going to butcher, I don't know. I am looking forward to Donald Glover's spin, though, on Lando Calrissian. Because we've only, you know, we had very limited dialogue with Lando. Uh, Lando was in Empire Strikes Back as well as Return of the Jedi. But, you know, not a lot. He wasn't at that much. You saw him more than he actually did a bunch of dialogue. So, I'm very curious to see what a young Lando is like, especially if you know his story. Because we know, Steve, you could wax about Lando Calrissian pretty much until the cows come home, right? Like, you know everything there is to know about the Star Wars universe. What are you talking about? Of course. That's all day. What are you... Yeah, so, you know, I'm very curious. Hey, you know who I just realized is in this movie? And I didn't even know it. I'm surprised, man. Amelia Clark is going to be in this movie. Oh, that's interesting. So... Really? Yeah. Dragonborn herself is going to be in this. So that, that might be a little interesting. I... Didn't really know her very well when she did that Terminator movie, which was kind of a flop. But I'm like fully about Amelia Clark now. So let's see what happens. I'm, I, I don't these believe there's a chance this is a flop. No, it won't be a flop monetarily just because every even the people that are like, screw this movie. You know, the fanboys, they're going to see this movie, whether they'll admit it or not. They may choose. They may choose to spend like the next month bashing it, which is very possible. It's actually it's a guarantee. But we'll see. I, I'm not going to rule it out, man. I can't no, just say it's going to thing is. Kathleen Kennedy's behind it. It's over. Kathleen She's, Kennedy was behind The Last Jedi, and depending on who you ask, is the worst Star Wars movie ever. Which yeah, but I you totally, totally loved it. disagree with. I loved it. I loved and it. people One loved it. On mass, people, everyone loved it. The vocal minority, they didn't like it. On mass, people loved it. It's fine. She, she's, she's, yeah, she, if she's behind it, it's going to do fine, and it's going to be good. The end. I'm, I'm not sure. going to hold her as the like the sole reason that star Wars is going to succeed. I, I don't know yet. I, I'm not sure if she's the dark side, no pun intended. I'm not sure if she's going to be the one that eventually ruins it because if wow. you just do, because no, I'll tell you because if you do too much, I like Coca-Cola. I love it. But if you just keep giving me Coca-Cola's all the time, I'm going to get sick of Coca-Cola. You know what I'm saying? I may want to do a little true. Dr. Pepper or something that. like that. So as long as she doesn't oversaturate the market just for money, you know, which is very possible and it's not going to be 100% her decision, obviously. Um, we'll see. But I'm yeah. kind of wondering if she might be the hand that, you know, sort rocks of strikes the down the, that rocks the cradle that strikes down. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't Star like Rogue Wars. One. I did not like Rogue One. A lot of people say that was the best one, the best Star Wars movie ever. I disagree. I, and I know that only because I can't watch that movie over and over and over again. I, a matter of fact, I saw it twice. And the second time I was like kind of not paying as much attention to it. I thought it was a good story. I thought the war aspect of it ruled. Uh, there were some scenes in there. And then, of course, the Darth Vader scene. Gee! Yeah, you cannot front. That is like one of the best, hands down, Dude. one of the best scenes in Star Wars, period. Period. Dude. Yeah. I and mean, they gave, were running gave, like a T-Rex was coming for him. Yeah. And it gave Darth Vader that respect that he deserved. You know what I mean? As a character, definitely needed that. So we'll see, man. But yeah. I'm Solo should be it. dropping. Hopefully, the rumor is that Solo should the trailer should be dropping this week, and if it does, we'll of course be talking about it next week. So, Love Steve. that. Um, you know what? You're you you're you're out of time, homie. Really? Because I had another good one for you, man. Dude, it's it's two oh eight. All right, give it to me. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? I am gonna elect to not do this dip. because I got one more thing for you. One more thing. So go ahead. Gee, 
Okay, you do it then because I um I'll just save the Ellen Pompeo for next week. Don't worry about it. You do yours, and this will be the last story, and then we're gonna wrap up. It's not even gonna be a last story. Tell you what, I'm gonna completely take the story aspect out of it, and I'm gonna go ahead and return the favor of something that you've been so nice to do for me. It's time to quiz Steve Hudson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God! That's right, Steve. And oh we're gonna go ahead and get this. Now, this is actually a quiz that I've had, uh, okay. courtesy. It was it was actually suggested by a mutual friend of ours by the name of Maya. Mm-hmm. She wanted to know how you would do it this year. I yes. did pretty well. I did not. Uh, I got. I got. Uh, I believe I got twelve of seventeen on this year. Dang. Maybe even a little bit higher. I yeah. gotta beat that. I so gotta beat that. let's see. All right. So okay. what this is basically is I'm gonna give you a quote, a movie quote. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you the choices that these movies are from. Some of them are okay. easy. Some of them are not so easy. But I'm curious to see how you do. All right. Fair. You ready for this, man? Let's rock and roll, baby. Oh, don't lie to me now, Steve. You ready? Let's rock. All right, let's see how he does here. All right. So, this one's really easy. I'm going to start you off very easy here. And if okay. you don't get this, then we may just as well stop. All right? Okay. Okay. All right. Now, before you answer the question, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you if you want to just give me the answer, mm-hmm. or I can give you your multiple choice. Okay. All right? Okay. All right, here we go. Matter of fact, let's, so I don't have to waste time, you just tell me, I'll answer it now, or you want a multiple choice. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> the first quote that I have. These are all 90s movies, by the way, okay? Oh, man. Yeah, this, okay. Gee, now this is a simple Woo! right? I'm going to be very okay. disappointed in you. Okay. But here we go. You can't handle the truth. A few good men. Beautiful. Very good okay. job. We're not even going to try and confirm that one. Again, yes. this, now this is even easier. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Hasta la vista, baby. Uh, Terminator 2. Very good. Very good. All right. Now we're going to kind of... All right. Let's we'll get see. deep. Let's go, baby. I think you'll you'll get this one, too. I will tell you that I missed this one. I was a little ashamed of myself. Fair. All right. The quote is, if this is a crush, I don't think I could take it if the real thing ever happened. Oh, I have. Give me the possibilities. Okay. All right. The possibilities are, you've got mail, Notting Hill, Mm. excellent movie, by the way, uh, The Wedding Singer, or Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. Steve? Uh-huh. You are correct, sir. Good job. <laughs> All right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Did a good uh, job, sir. Cool. All, All right. right. Here's another one here. I think you're gonna do pretty good. I bet you I'm gonna go ahead and bet that you get every one of these right. Oh, I, I won't. I won't. You're so go much better me. at movie quotes than I am, so come on. I have faith in you. All right. All right. So, what'd you say? Come I said on. I won't. Come on. I'm you not, said I'm come not. on then. All right. Go, not gonna happen. <laughs> Here comes the next one. Guys, mm-hmm. feel free to play along, all right? Okay. I'll give you a little time in here. Let's, let's build some suspense. Okay. This quote is as follows. Life's a bitch. Now so am I. Mm. Mm. I, wait, I await your instructions. Uh, give me the possibility, because I want to say death becomes her, but give me the possibilities. Okay. The possibilities, the choices are as follows. Number one, she's all that. Number two, Batman and Robin. Number three, Batman Returns. And number four, Cruel Intentions. I will tell you that I got this one wrong. Oh, wow. Um, dang, I imagine you would have chosen Cruel Intentions. But I'm going Cruel Intentions. 
Steve? Uh-huh. You are incorrect, sir. What was it? The quote, life's a bitch, now so am I, came from none other than Michelle Pfeiffer in the role of Catwoman what? in Batman Returns. Oh, I would have never gotten that. I, you know what? I, was I don't even remember that was, saying that. I didn't really, after the first Batman, I kind of bailed out. Yes, I kind of like Batman Returns, but um, I was thinking that was going to be, because there was a picture of Uma Thurman up there for the uh, Batman and Robin, and that seemed like something she would say, because she was so over the top. I just thought that was it. That was my That's choice. That's true. Yeah. And I was wrong. I was wrong. All right. Okay. Okay. I, you Now, you better get this one. Okay. You ready? Hit me with it. The quote is, you shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. Uh, I know what it is, but go ahead and give me the, um, the uh, possibilities. The possibilities are Jackie Brown, Pulp Fiction, uh-huh. Out of Sight, or Reservoir Dogs. Oh, dang, huh? Dang, huh? Dang, huh, indeed, sir. Now I could hey. say these in character voices, but that, that would that Gee. would just give you that would give it Gee. to you. Oh man. Um. Time's up. Alright, I'm going reservoir dogs. Steve? Uh-huh. You are correct. Dude, I literally had to do proxy, process of elimination. I know Jackie Brown like the back of my hand. The other, but Pulp Fiction, I don't know because I didn't like it. I'm going to forgive you for that. That's okay. Yes. Okay. But okay. now, this is just bonus question. This is, you don't okay. even score on this one. I want to know who said it. I'm going uh, Madsen. No, sir. That would be Mr. White, played by Harvey Cartel. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's all right. You, you, got, the, you got the main one right. The one that okay. I asked about, you got right. So okay. much props to you. All right. Up next. Now this one. Come on, dude. You really only have two choices, and if you failed, I wouldn't blame you, but I think you're going to get it. Okay. You ready, everyone? Here we go. Fat guy in a little coat. Um, Fat guy in in a little little coat. coat. Um, David Spade and... Is it Black Sheep, though? I'm waiting for you to tell me. All right, give me the two possibilities. I'll give you all four. Okay. Happy Gilmore. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just saying. I'm giving you all four, but really, okay. y- you're, you're on the right track. Okay. Happy Gilmore. Uh-huh. Black Sheep. Yeah. Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Or Tommy Boy. Ah, see? That's what I'm saying. It's either Black Sheep or Tommy Boy. That's Dang why it. you only have two choices. I'm going Tommy Boy. Bingo, Steve Hudson. Good job, <laughs> Dang sir. Dang it, man. Give him a round of applause, everybody, because he got that. I know he pulled okay. that one out of his ass, but he got it. Oh, my God. All right, yeah. we're going to go ahead and carry on here. Now, this one, just by looking at the uh, pictures here, these are all... Oh, God, I just forgot her name. Oh, okay, here we Now, this one here, judging by the pictures, they're all uh, Julianne Moore quotes. Okay? Ooh, man, right. that's going to be tough. Yeah, this, I, okay. I will tell you that I got this one wrong. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. All right. We might be through with the past, but the past ain't through with us. All right, give me the possibilities. <laughs> That's what I said. Immediately, please. Damn, dude. All right. Number one, the big Lebowski. Oh, God. Number two, Magnolia. Oh, my God. Number three, Boogie Nights. And number four, 
The Lost World. Oh, it could be Boogie Nights or Lost. I'm going Lost World. That's your final answer? Yes. Steve? Yeah. You are incorrect. What was it? The actual movie that it was from was a movie that I could not stand. And that Ma is Magnolia. Magnolia. <laughs> yep, see? You obviously <laughs> didn't like that one either. <laughs> I hated Magnolia. And everybody was like, it's so deep. It sucked. Now, it, hey, you know what, though? I, I think that I actually gave you some. I'm looking at this because remember, this, I, this is a BuzzFeed quiz, okay? Yeah. Um, actually, they kind of fooled us a little bit because it was not said by Julianne Moore. It says, oh. uh, yeah, I know. Sorry about that. So, But it says, um, said by Jimmy Gator, Philip Baker Hall. Quiz Kid, Donnie Smith, William H. Macy, and narrator Ricky Jay. I don't know oh. what the hell that means, but... Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry if I misled you, Donnie. I would have... No, no, no. I still would have said Lost World. Because we... Uh, I, I imagine you picked Lost World. I did. Because it past. makes sense. Yeah, yes! Yeah, it makes sense. But that's how they trick you, man. That's how oh. they get you. <laughs> Punks. Okay. Okay. All right. So now, we, this one, this one okay. I considered not even putting in, but okay. just for the sake of me keeping it fun. Because if you don't get okay. this, I'm just going to hang up on you right now. All right. You okay. ready? Yes. Steve? Yeah. You're so money and you don't even know it. Oh, swingers. There we go. See, that was very easy. Everyone, everyone yes. went, are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Swingers, yes. Okay. All right, here we go. Next one. We got no food. We got no job. Our pet's heads are falling off. That's the quote. <laughs> Dumb and dumber. Excellent, Steve. <laughs> Said by Lloyd Christmas, played by Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get and that? And I got that one right too. Yeah, I got that. Okay, one. nice. That's a great movie. I don't care what. <laughs> All right, I think you'll get this one too. This is one okay. of my favorite quotes, even though it's just a one sentence. The quote is, "Um, I invented post-its." Okay, give me the possibilities. Possibilities are as follows: Clueless. Okay. Fight Club. There's something about Mary. Or Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, dude, I don't. You got this? I did. You knew this? I did. I love the movie. You do. I love all of these movies, actually. Give me the possibilities again Clueless, Fight Club, There's Something About Mary, or Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. We all know, right? Let's listen and see how long he struggles. Jesus, dude. I don't. I, invent, I, I invented post-its. Uh, um, I invented post-its. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. Um, five seconds, I, Steve. I want to say clueless, but I'm tempted to go Fight Club. Time is up. All right, I'm gonna go Fight Club. You would be incorrect, Steve. What was that it? quote? Um, I Invented Post-Its comes from Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, I would have never gotten that. Okay. I love that me. damn movie. I really like it. I do not. I've never seen it. All right. Now, this one I recall getting right, mm -hmm. but I know that I guessed. So okay. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay? okay. All right. You ready? Yes. We're winding it down here, folks. Put the bunny back in the box. Hmm. What are the possibilities? They are as follows. Face off. Babe, Point Break, or Con Air? Point Break? 
If I did the well, no, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm going no freebies. You would be correct. Said by Cameron Poe, okay. Nick Cage. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Not, not bad. Not, not bad. bad. It's one of those. It's just right. filler. It's filler. Okay. It's filler. That's fair. All right. Hey, knock, knock, Steve. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple other people at the door. Guess who they are? All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's two other people waiting there's underneath. Two other oh! Oh! My little <laughs> brothers. All right. All right. Jesus. All right. Here we go. Next quote. I knew it the first time I saw her. It was like coming home, only to no home I'd ever known. That's what I said. That's what I said. Like, who says shit like that? Give me the possibilities. (laughs) There's a line from a third. Do you remember remember third base? Yes. Do you remember the gas face song? Yes. I said, must have been a white guy that started all that. (laughs) That's what it made me think of when I said. All right. All right. So the choices are my best friend's wedding, sleepless in Seattle, while you were sleeping, or 10 things I hate about you. And what was the quote? I knew it the first time I saw her. It was like coming home only to no home I've ever known. Said the friend zone guy. All right, say it again. Sorry, I missed it. I mean, give me the the, um, possibilities. My best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle, while you were sleeping, or ten things I hate about you. And he said, "I knew it the first time I saw her." Yes, it was like coming home only to no home I'd ever known. Sleepless in Seattle. Boom! Nice job, yeah. Steve. Okay. That was a guess, though. Were you guessing? Totally. That's okay. You got it. Okay. All right. You you better get this one. I had this <laughs> one before. I had this one before she even finished asking. Okay. All right. I'm a, sophistic- <laughs> I'm a sophisticated sex robot sent back in time to change the future for one lucky lady. Oh, I don't know that. You do, though. I don't. Give me, give me the possibilities. Possibilities are Half-Baked, Pleasantville, Can't Hardly Wait, or American Pie. Oh, Jesus. I literally don't know this. I'm a sophisticated sex robot sent back in time to change the future for one lucky lady. Which was ridiculous in so many different ways. I'm going to go half-baked. You would be incorrect. What was it? It was American Pie said by Chuck Shermanator Sherman. Oh, I literally had no idea. You've seen American Pie though, right? Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) This guy. This guy. All right. Oh. Winding it down, my brother. Uh, let's see. Here we go. I think you'll get this one. And I could do it in uh, character, but that would give it away. Uh, yeah, yeah. You make me want to be a better man. Jerry Maguire. Are you just going at That's your That's your guess? You make me want to... Be- oh, I'm sorry. What am I trying <laughs> I didn't even give you the choices. I'm but sorry. I mean, it- no, it's, it's, um, it's as good as it gets. Very good, very good. Yeah. Said by? Uh, Jack Nicholson. Very good. Who plays Melvin Udall. Yes. All right. Um, now, I did not get... Oh, wait, did I get this one? I did get this one, but I guessed. Okay. All right. Oh, God, I pierced the toast. Oh, dude, I have no freaking idea. Oh, Give God, I pierced the toast. The movies are Heavyweights, The Birdcage, 
Office Space, or Liar Liar. Oh God, I pierced the toast? That's correct. Give, us, give me the possibilities again. The possibilities are mm -hmm. Heavyweights, The Birdcage, Office Space, or Liar Liar. I'm going The Birdcage. You would be absolutely correct. Said by Albert Goldman, who was played that by Nathan. That sounds Lee. like very, very a That's exactly what I think. What you just said is exactly yeah. how I got the answer. Right? That's yeah. it. I didn't remember it. Yeah. I mean, I remembered it, but not like to where I could just recite the. I movie. like that movie. I love the movie. Yeah, I did too. All right, I think we're winding down here. Um, is this getting old? You still with me? I love it. I love All it. All right. Dude. Okay, man. All right. Wheels are go. turning. All right. Let's turn okay. those wheels. Here we go. The quote is: "Some men get the world. Others get ex hookers and a trip to Arizona." Oh, well, yeah, give me the um, possibilities. Goodwill Hunting, The Shawshank Redemption, Pretty Woman, or L.A. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> Dang it! I'm going to tell you right now, never mind. I won't. Never mind. Dang, did you get it? Yeah, uh, yes, I did. Okay, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't, what, actually, what no. I went with the obvious choice on this, and I did not get it. What are the, what are the possibilities again? Goodwill Hunting. The Shawshank Redemption, Pretty Woman, and L.A. Confidential. The obvious hooker thing right. is obvious. Right. There's no way it's that, and it doesn't fit the movie. Shawshank, I'm not buying it. Some men which, get the world, others get ex-hookers, and which, a trip to Arizona. What's the first one again? Uh, we have Goodwill Hunting, Shawshank Redemption, and L.A. Confidential. You've already eliminated Pretty Woman. Shawshank's gone. Shawshank is now eliminated. I, got, I gotta say it's gone. Um, Jeez, Louise, I don't remember him saying that in Goodwill Hunting, G. I gotta go LA Confidential. Steve? Uh-huh. You are correct. Damn. Jeez, nice job, I, but it sounds like something they could have said in Goodwill Hunting. I just would like to picture Morgan Freeman saying that line for some reason. I know. It does, does sound like very Morgan Freeman. Well, it, but it also sounds like, I mean, it doesn't sound L.A. confidentially at all. The first time I saw Andy, he had a hooker in Arizona. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that, was a, right. that was a good one, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that was, by the way, that quote was said by Lynn Bracken, who is Kim Basinger. Played by okay. Kim Basinger. All right. Now. All right. We're coming up here. Now, if you don't get this... I feel like I should just, you know what? This is a freebie, okay? And I'm just going to okay. let you say it. Because I have to say it the way it's supposed to be said. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, Rush Hour. Thank you very much. Okay. And you know what? Actually, that was it. We're done. How many did I get we right? We are done. So, you got right. Where's my quiz? Hold on. Because it should give me the total here. All right, Steve, you didn't do too bad, man. You actually got 13 of 17 correct, which makes you a champion at this here. You actually Ladies did very well this here. Not Ladies bad at and all. and gentlemen. Give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Steve what I'm going to say. wonderful I, 90s knowledge. I'd like to thank the Academy. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm unbeatable. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't be beat. It's no one's fault. I can't be beat. Not your fault. It's really okay. not. It's really not. 
You cannot beat him at his line of bullshit. You cannot <laughs> beat. There's a lot of things you can't beat Steve at. And bullshit Bring me is one another of them. quiz next week. He's Bring me another champion. one. You better right. give me another one, bro. I'm gonna this... come a lot harder this time, though. It's gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be rough. This one's gonna number be rough. Number one. On like I need you to get one, sleep. I'm not worried about this because I'm the king of quizzes. I beat them. That's what I do. You can't handle the truth. Fat guy, little coat. Game over. <laughs> All right, then. I think of this. You know what? Maybe we're going to take it back a decade, then. I'm going to hit you with some 80s quotes this See, next time. You can take it back to whatever you want, man. Okay. All right. Take it back to, except black and white movies. 80s movies I'm not great at, so maybe there's a better shot there. I'm going to take it back to, like, 1940s movies and be like, who said, beats me, Sally? <laughs> I know. <laughs> who said who said these colors need to know their place in this world? Oh my god, I don't know, man. <laughs> who, who said, said give me that? another cigarette? Give me another cigarette. Yeah. Hurry up, who? Yeah, so please, yes, bring I can't wait, man. Get make up a quiz, do whatever you want. That was fun. I loved that. I'm glad, man. Damn, and we'll, we'll definitely do this again next week. That was freaking hard. All right. Well, did you want to hit him with the contact information or do you want to just go out? Hey, they can they check it out got at the beginning. Tell you what, it's going to be in the notes, guys. So if anytime right. you ever want to, like, what did that, what did that wonderful man on the other side of the radio wave say? What the, well, that podcasting guy? What was that address again? Don't worry about it. Just go to our notes. It's all in the notes right there. But I'll give you the quick version: heroesofnoise.com. That's what's important right now. Heroesofnoise.com. Anything that you're looking for is going to be on there, including the voicemail number. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the point of the show where we have to say goodbye. We're going to miss you this week. We are. Every night I wake up in the middle of the night crying to myself, but normally that's because Big MC has a knife to my throat. Mm. However, it's also because I miss you guys. <laughs> it's all, it's like a dual reason. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make your dream come true, Steve. I will, I'm not going to do it, Big MC. I won't. I will not do something. I'm doing thing. it out of love, Big MC. I'm just telling Please. you it's out of love. And um, Johnny Bucks, I know you have his back because I'll see a shadowy figure in my doorway. So if I get around him, there you are. So that's kind of weird. Here's a fun thing. I'm going to, real quick before we leave. All right, where did this Where did this come from? You complete me. Hey, oh, now I'm being quizzed? Hey, I'm just asking you one question. That's it. You complete me. I kind of feel like that's still from the same movie, man. Nah. Uh, is you it? complete me. I want, I'll okay, give you another third. quote. Help me help you. Why do I feel like we already said the name of this movie, though? That's we what's should, confusing. We definitely me. did. We, we did, did, huh? Okay, yeah. okay. Then I think I know the answer. I think Go I ahead. know the answer. I could be wrong. I, I'm thinking it's, uh, if it's not um, as good as it gets, it's, um, it's uh, Jerry Maguire. Bingo, he nailed it, ladies and gentlemen. He nailed it off the jump like it's no problem. He nailed it like nothing. However. How glorious I am. Next week, this quiz is going to take him into the depths of despair, the likes of which we have never seen before. So are you saying I might see Atreus Atreus horse sink into the sand? Oh, you might. Oh, man. Oh, you might. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Please give us a voicemail. Give us an email. Let us know how dope you are. As and um, make sure you address it to Dan and Co. Dan and Co. Um, would be best. Yes, that would be the, op- the best way to do it. There. It would be way. perfect. We 
love you. And until the wonderful next week's show, I am your host, Steve. And I am Dan Ramirez. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Heroes of Noise. It's been a pleasure. We've had a great time. We've got quizzes and controversy and poop jokes and bad jokes in general. It has been a blast. We look forward to this again. We're going to do this in seven days. We are the Heroes of Noise. Peace. It's a